irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to LA Talk Radio. You're listening to Dave's Good Vibration Station with Dave Cohen, right here on LA Talk Radio. You've just tuned in to Dave's Good Vibration Station here on LATalkRadio.com, world's most listened to internet talk radio station. And today, we have a very special show lined up for all of you, each and every single one person. You know, the energy is so high in the studio. You can feel it. All the colors of the rainbow swirling to and through us. Welcome to the Vibration Station. This is the show where we talk about anything and everything to raise your vibration. And it is my honor to say the least, to have the one and only Bruce Rawls here with us today. We've been long overdue for you avid Vibration Station listeners. You already know Bruce. You guys have just tuned in with us, or if you are just tuning in with us today, uh, for the first time, I would like to say welcome. Bruce is an extremely special and talented individual. Not only uh, has he uh, written, uh, he is the author of uh, The Geometry Code. You can uh, find that at, obviously, uh, thegeometrycode.com. Make sure to stop by when you get a chance. Along with Bruce being an author, he is, I mean, he is a, a multifaceted individual. Um, you know, he, to me, he has been um, somewhat of a, a mentor in guiding me to really understand my relationship with, you know, I, I guess you could say my relationship between my ego and my source, um, my my external universe versus my internal universe, which actually is just my external, internal universe. It's all just one thing. <laughs> and Bruce has done a phenomenal job at... Uh, at explaining these concepts in a way that make sense. So without further ado, I'd like to welcome none other than Bruce. Welcome to the show, my friend. Such a pleasure to have you back. I've missed you. I've missed you, to say the least. How you doing, brother? I'm good, David. Thanks. And, and I always appreciate being on your show, and it's always a pleasure. So, and well, always, your lavish welcome and intro are always appreciated too. So, <laughs> <laughs> but, but I, I always like to remember that you know we're we're all in the same boat, and we all have that same uh, awareness that we can tap into. And um, and like you're touching touching on in, in that introduction is in that that awareness really has to do with remembering that uh, the the mind is primary, and I think that's. Um, you know where our our connection to the cosmos really lies is is through the mind and the heart and and the, the awareness that goes beyond the form, uh, even though we can use the form. And I think that's why sometimes it's fun to play with subjects like sacred geometry because those forms can be reminders or guideposts or symbols or metaphors to uh, principles that relate to our interconnectedness and ultimately our oneness. So how's that for a <laughs> Be- I do, open, I, opening thought? <laughs> I, I, once again, you leave me speechless. I, it's beautiful, absolutely beautiful. And um, as always explained with 
um, such clarity, such clarity. That's, you know, Bruce, one of the, uh, along with every single reason (laughs) and every piece of knowledge you have to offer, but, you know, one of the, the main reasons why I just love having you on the show so much is everything you express. You know, some, some of these concepts can be difficult to grasp if they're not, you know, if they're not explained in a clarity-inspired, clarity-driven manner. And something that you've, you've really mastered is explaining these concepts in a way that people can understand. So first and foremost, I want to thank you for offering your knowledge, your wisdom in, in a way that is legible to the mind, <laughs> legible to understanding, um, you know, some sometimes very, very uh, quantum concepts, which which at times can can get a little mathematical and and hard to understand. But um, just just the way that you wordsmith it truly is uh, is divine. So so thank you, thank you for being here, and and thank you for doing exactly what it is that you do. You know, um, listeners, we Bruce and I had. Uh, a, a a radio show for every chapter of the Geometry Code, uh, explaining oh I mean everything that they're really obviously not everything because that's impossible but explaining almost all facets relating to you know sacred geometry and the relationship between sacred geometry and the human being and the mind and the cosmos and. Oh, you know, the one is in the all and the all is in the one and just a vast cosmic realm of self. It's just absolutely amazing. So today's show is actually a, basically it's kind of like a back to roots, you know, back back to the drawing board. Let's just remember why we're here in the first place um, type of show. You know, Bruce, it is it is Bruce inspired. Um, he goes, you know, why don't, why don't we talk about just kind of remind people back to basics, back to roots, you know, sacred geometry, kind of what what is sacred geometry's relationship to creation, to us, to, <laughs> to everything? Why is it important? And um, why is there so much knowledge contained within within this geometry. So this so this is some of the stuff that we're going to be tapping into today's show. So Bruce, I'm just going to I'm going to start off with a question for you actually. Um, in all of creation, from a pine cone to the way that cells multiply to the way that galaxies form, we find that it's the same geometrical patterns. Mm-hmm. We've talked about this before you know, if you if you have studied geometry, this is like geometry one hundred and one, geometry of creation. But f- for listeners that not that have not necessarily, um, you know, dived or dove real real deep into it and studied it, and could you give us kind of like a um, a summarization of the importance that geometry and sacred geometry plays in our cosmos? Sure, always happy to. And and I think one of the, the key ideas to start out with is is uh, people are, you know, obviously fairly familiar with some basic geometry, but the word sacred I think is one of those things that kind of gets tacked on. It's like what? Right. People are like, why? What? What makes it sacred? Well, I, I always like to kind of do the Socratic approach and and answer a question with another question is, you know, <laughs> what is it that makes anything sacred? Ah. And and I, I, I always figure that it's it's either everything is sacred or everything is profane, but that depends on what angle you're looking from, what uh, <laughs> pun in, geometric pun intended. Um, so <laughs> if if you if you are looking at it from the perspective, if you will, of of inclusion, then anything that is a reminder of that inclusion then becomes a mechanism for returning to the mind and returning to the the shared interests that we all have. And that, I think, is where the sacredness comes in. This is because it, this, it really has to do with the relationship that we all have with each other and with everything in the cosmos, I mean, yes. everything in the universe. Um, so, in that sense, 
everything can be seen from that perspective with the right mindset. Uh, conversely, if if we're if we're looking from the what's in it for me uh, at the exclusion of anyone else or, or everyone else or anywhere in between, right. um, then that inevitably, that we-they thinking inevitably um, puts us back in the realm of the profane, if you will. It's, it's basically – that's the, the vulgarity of the mind um, that is really just – there, there's another, um, another word. I think it's um, – uh, I'm trying to think. Of it. it's a, there's a, a uh, an Aramaic word that I think um, the meaning of it's, it's either it's either um, oh I think it's evil. I think the word I think it was the word evil. And there was a scholar who was studied Aramaic, and he was saying that the word evil uh, in Aramaic, um, which you know a lot of times people in terms of traditional religious upbringing or whatever might relate to that word in the sense of you know the profane the vulgarity if you will sure, um, sure. of a thought system that is disconnected or a dis disaster or which means just uh, disconnected from the stars if you will um, yes that um, idea really from the Aramaic actually meant unripe and I think that's kind of a cool um, reminder that that if we're not fully you know, fully blossoming or fully expressing the uh, the connection, if you will. Again, it's all back back to relatedness. Yes. Um, then we're going to be not in our full potential. We're not expressing the fullness of what we are. So I think that's the challenge we have. And this becomes a very pragmatic thing. It's not just an esoteric thing about numbers and proportions and, and geometric shapes. But those can be reminders, just like any system. It doesn't have to be geometry. It could be, it could be sacred botany. It could be sacred astronomy. It could be sacred uh, poetry. It's sacred any anything that we find ourselves drawn to can have that quality about it if we yes. choose to approach it with the mindset of how can I use this as a reminder to be inclusive in yes. how I relate to everyone and everything. Yes, and that inclusion then uh, informs. Uh, our thinking in ways that that are healing and and mm. healing in the broadest sense of the word um, and again be getting back to the mind which of course we talked about in in great detail in terms of the hermetic laws the first one being the law of mentalism is that everything is mental is that that ultimately our awareness um, that you know reflects in the consciousness of so many different things um, is we we're living in living in a mental universe. Yes, and yes. we we uh, I think forget that at our peril. Um, not that there's you know any ultimate danger because I I think ultimately we're all um, safe and and <laughs> secure in truth in eternity. But uh, it, to the degree that we identify with. The finite, typically our, our bodies and our personas and all the, the the things that we think that we need to achieve in the world. Not that there's anything wrong with those things, but but t if they become exclusive of, um, you know, everyone else, then that gets us in trouble. And oh. that's um, really the basis of warfare from from the, the most global to the most personal, from you know a household, uh, you know, a familial kind of level to to interstellar ultimately <laughs> yeah, no it's so, so true yeah, oh my yeah. gosh no it's it is so true i mean no please go on I, i'm just like resonating with everything you're saying it's just like activating in so many levels and please 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 go on go on go sure on. sure so I, so I guess you know really to answer your question you know about what what makes sacred geometry sacred i think it's really any discipline can be uh, a sacred one, if you will, uh, and we could use any other, uh, you know, related adjectives, if it involves a respect and an honoring of the connection and the relationship that we have with each other, and and that basically implies that there is an essence that we all share that um, transcends the form, and I think that's what Plato and when we talked about the last time we talked, uh, kind of doing a little backup on on the, the whole general topic uh that's what he was known for in terms of his esoteric work and in terms of his his everyday uh geometric connection for people that studied in maybe a geometry class perhaps or or through their own on the web or whatever and and i've got 
you know, a tutorial on um, sacred geometry on the Geometry Code website, and there's lots of fold-up patterns of the platonic solids, which are yes, yes. credited to his name. Um, yes. Those are like geometric building blocks in 3D, uh, the most familiar of, of which, of course, is the cube, which of is course. also known as a hexahedron. But there's also the tetrahedron, the octahedron, the icosahedron, the dodecahedron. And those five shapes seem to show up over and over again, just as the proportions that they are uh, woven together with, if you will, uh, show up over and over again. And I think you mentioned things right at the intro of the pine cones to galaxies. Yes. And and all the way down to you know subatomic level, we find that um, proportions like the square root of two, square root of three, uh, the golden ratio, which is about one point six one eight. Yes. Um, and the uh, you know the, all those kinds of uh, relationships have to do with interconnectedness. Um, so I, the, the golden ratio I, I, is one of my favorites because it it basically even mathematically has a sort of metaphysical uh, equation that defines it, and that is that uh, one plus the golden ratio, which oftentimes is symbolized by the Greek letter phi or phi, that yes. looks like a circle with a line through it, um, is equal to that same constant squared. Exactly. Which, so one plus phi equals phi squared, yes. which means that if you take metaphorically that proportion of interconnectedness and integrate it with unity, add one to something, right? right. Um, it raises that to another dimension, so to yes. speak. Yes. It, it kind of it brings it to a new level of understanding. Yes. And I think that's, that's uh, which is interesting, that, that that's actually how you get using the quadratic formula. Anybody remember the quadratic formula? <laughs> you, I actually if, if do, yes. I, if, if you're before I, <laughs> your high school years, you won't remember it, but if you're in yes. high school or, or past that, you'll, you, you might either happily or begrudgingly remember the quadratic formula. <laughs> yes, I, I remember the name. I don't remember the formula itself. I it's, it's minus B plus or minus B squared minus 4AC over 2B, if I remember right. Oh, I'd, wow. I'd probably look it up. But anyway, if you plug that in to the Leave phi to Bruce. squared... No. <laughs> <laughs> equals five plus one. Yes, and use the quadratic formula. You get um, one plus the square root of five over two. Yes, and, and if you pl plug that in your calculator, you get one point six one eight oh three three nine eight eight seven four, and it goes on wow. infinitely far with a string of non-repeating digits because it's an irrational number because of the square root of five. But that that proportion, which interestingly enough. Is, is the only proportion where, um, because of that formula, so if we take 1 plus phi is phi squared, that means that 1 plus 1.618, is equal to 2 plus 2.618, right. 2 but that just happens to be exactly the, the, the number of phi raised to the second power. Wow. And wow. then if you take 1 over the golden ratio, which is actually another root from this quadratic formula, um, you get 0 0.618033988874 with, again, with the same set of repeating digits off to infinity. Absolutely. So the 1 over phi is equal to um, phi minus one, or, or, or actually, it's, it's well, it's it's the the in, the um, reflection of that ar around one. It's so so basically, um, yeah. So anyway, it's, it's basically oh, it's, you know one over phi is point zero, right? And uh, zero point six one eight and so forth. But but I think that's kind of cool because it basically says that there's a proportion that is a like a symbol or a metaphor for interconnectedness because yes. it's yes, it's the pr yes, same proportion yes. ratio the, the way that you can do it geometrically and i have this on the the geometry code website is you, if you um if you go to the introduction page uh which is the second link on that home on that page on that site um you'll see that uh if you scroll down where it says the golden ratio you can see a, a, a little diagram that shows a line that's divided in such a way that the longer 
relative to the shorter is the same as the sum. Yes, I see over that. the longer. I see yeah. that. I see that. That's yeah, amazing. Yeah. Listeners, and, oh yeah, no, no, no. Please go on. I was just going to say, uh, I highly suggest uh, following along with us. Check out geometrycode.com. Hop on your computer, phone, Android, whatever your tablet, and uh, follow along with us. Just just for the lulls, if because it's fun to check it out. Please, <laughs> just just reminding listeners. Please go on, Bruce. Didn't mean to interrupt. Oh, no, that's fine. Uh, and thank you for that, that uh, suggestion. I appreciate that. Um, and, and your lavish support. Oh, <laughs> really of course. It's very much appreciated. Thank you. So, so anyway, um, so when you, when you look at that proportion from the standpoint of where does it – well, what does this mean? Why, why would folks like da Vinci and Plato and Pythagoras and, and uh, you know, Renaissance artists galore and, and, uh, and architects and, and – uh, uh, you know, people who uh, designed the the United Nations building uh, and the Acropolis, uh, the, the Parthenon at the Acropolis, um, the Great Pyramid. All, all these places seem to have some uh, riveting fascination with this proportion. Right. Right. Well, it. I think it's because this is a, um, a if you will, a cosmically yes. relevant and significant idea it's not that proportion itself that's a big deal it's not the string of numbers it's not the the symbol it's not the the you know the 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 fact that a, uh, every edible fruit um, has a five pointed star essentially geometry because it has a five petaled flower right. Um, right you know just just for an example so that's that's sort of kind of cool but but so like okay so what but well the so what I think is that the the uh, connectedness, the idea of nourishing and helping each other. Well, there's what's the what makes an edible fruit, right? Well, it's okay. It's one species helping another species. Yes, yes. Um, but you can. There's so many different mathematical relationships that are just amazing. For example, you can um, take the uh, the digits of what's called the Fibonacci series, yes. and some of your listeners might be familiar with that. It's, it's really simple. It's a very simple series. You start out with one and one, and those are the first two numbers in the series, which is basically a, just a string of, of integers that um, start with those two and go on from there. So the next one, or you could start with zero and one because that works out the same way, so it doesn't really matter if you start with zero or one, but the first, the first uh, non-zero numbers are one and one right and then after that the next number in the series is the sum of the previous two exactly so exactly. if you if you just walk that through very simply you get one and one is two and then the next number in the series is two. one plus two is three and then the next one is two, two plus three is five, five. right and three plus five is eight Five plus eight is thirteen, 13 and then you get to yeah. twenty-one, and thirty-four, and fifty-five, and eighty-nine, and one hundred and forty-four, and then it just goes on from there to infinity. On and on well, and on and on but and it's on in, and interestingly on. enough, the ratio of the any two numbers in the Fibonacci series, as you get closer and closer to the infinite term, if you will, sure. Uh, Mathematically, it's been proven that that converges on exactly that golden ratio, that one plus the square root of five over two proportion. Wow. So, so not only is the you know the, there was a reason that that the um, Pythagoras um, in his mystery school they they basically would draw a five pointed star or a pentagram on their hands because I think they understood. Uh, perhaps to varying degrees, you know, depending on their level of initiation or, or you know, understanding. Sure. Um, that the idea behind that geometry is that of interconnectedness. Yes. And that the brotherhood-sisterhood connection really is uh, a mystical one. And I think in a lot of places in our world, we're, we're um, encouraged, it would seem, to, uh, you know, have a, you know, what's in it for me, yes. everybody for themselves yes. kind of mindset. Very and, much. And there's, there's, you know, certainly plenty of that. But at the same time, if we're willing to just kind of shift our perception a little bit, we can see, first of all, that that never works. And second of all, that there is another way. There's, yes. there's a better way of looking at things. And, and it's a more, far more fun way because. It absolutely when, is. Yeah, because when you when you yeah. think in terms of what what can I do to make someone else's life 
more enjoyable. Yeah. You, you automatically make your own exactly. more pleasant. And, and it's that sh- principle of shared interest, I think, that, that is, is at the root, pun intended, <laughs> uh, of the, the, uh, the blossoming of this art and science and, and study of what's become known as sacred geometry. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh! No, that's it's so true, and and once again, beautifully, beautifully spoken. Um, you know, something that that uh, something that you had said earlier, um, which had really resonated with me. I mean, everything you say, of course, resonates. But uh, this one put a little light bulb above my head. You said, you know, we live. Um, you said it's like. Um, oh, excuse me, excuse me for for not quoting this exactly, but it was, um, you know, we basically we live in the mind's projection, right? Mm-hmm. So um, I I had an experience. Um, or at least we think we do. Or at least we think we do. <laughs> exactly, right? From, from, what, from, uh, from what we've understood th- thus far, this is, uh, this is the conclusion that we've come to. But uh, yes, you know, I did, uh, I did have this experience, actually. Um, we, so along with, you know, hosting the radio show, um, I also uh, put on these unification festivals, these gatherings, uh-huh. um, to unify people. We do um, uh, group meditations with the same, you know, intentions. So basically, we're just um, exponentially multiplying the energy of, you know, the healing energy for healing Gaia, healing her people, the animals, the plants, the water, uh, alkaline, you know, alkalizing the oceans, everything. You know, we we just we pray and visualize heaven on earth because um, that that's what we become as we put our energy there. We become it. So um, we had one actually. Um, it was last uh, last Sunday. Um, that is why we I actually had to do a rerun on the show. We were supposed to have a show, and uh, I, I did call for a rerun. But um, we had this gathering, and um, we all, you know, something really cool about these gatherings is, um, uh, and actually the the group that put this one on is a sister organization with our Universal Consciousness. Um, so you know, we had to go out there and support. They. Um, you, they do, you know, as as I said, after the group meditations, it'll be like, um, you know, everyone comes together and and it'll be like a big, you know, like for like 150 people um, hugging each other, right? Like this really big hug um, after the day, usually um, just to close close with compassion. And then there was um, there was an opportunity to to have uh, like a ceremony. So, you know, uh, I'm not going to necessarily go into deeper detail for the purpose of, you know, us speaking uh, to the public. But, you know, there are certain ceremonial practices that um, can be used with certain tools Uh that um, Mother Earth provides. And, you know, just like these ceremonies that have actually started to become somewhat mainstream uh, in in the 60s. You know, people started going to Peru um, to get uh, to meet with Peruvian shamans and, you know, take, uh, let it be ayahuasca or peyote or some sort of um, psychedelic to, for the purpose not, not of like, oh, dude, let's trip out, man, but for the purpose of literally breaking down the, the veils of ego and seeing, you know, um, seeing the matrix. So, um, f- you know, there was a group of people at this setting that, um, that used some of this medicine and it didn't last for nearly as long, but it, but it was the exact same thing. And, and, and do keep in mind that this molecule is found in every single, um, just about every single living organism. Um, it is found in the pineal gland of the brain. It is released every night when we sleep. Uh, and it is released when we um, when we leave this physical body. Our pineal gland is flooded um, with this molecule. It's found in plants. It's found in trees. It's found in animals all around the world. Um, and interestingly enough, its atomic structure is one of the most simplistic atomic structures um, on the periodic table. Um, so it's not like it's this super crazy, like, you know, variation. It's like, it's very, it's a very base, um, 
molecule, molecular structure, uh, molecular structure, and like I said, it's found in everything. So I guess this experience that was shared between um, between this group of people was literally breaking down the walls of what we know to be, you know. Um, the ego, um, something that we could also recognize as even being like planet Earth. <laughs> you know, it's like um, there was a shared experience between about uh, between about ten people, uh, between seven, maybe seven to ten people, a shared experience um, where with a shaman present, where um, the walls were literally stripped, the walls of um, the holographic projection of Earth were were stripped, and um, some people found themselves, uh, you know, flying through pulsating geometrical um, like structures, <laughs> and others found themselves um, communicating with with extraterrestrial beings or multi uh, extra dimensional beings. Um, I guess the point that I'm saying is the entire cosmos, this, this experience, um, proved to, you know, anyone that was present for it, it really, it really proved that the entire universe lives within the individual. Now with, within each and every single person, we have access to the entire cosmos. I mean, literally, right. within our DNA contains the information of creation. Cr- literally contains the information of the creation of the universe, of the creation of all the universes in all of time. I mean, literally, all of all time and space just breaks down into these these indescribable fractals, and 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 all of a sudden, everything becomes. One, you know, it's like this, 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 this ultimate oneness with, with all things, all places, all space, all time is one, and it's all for the purpose of love. It's all for the purpose of, it's like creator, it's like, it's like creator knows everything there is to know, like creator knows everything there is to know. So creator was like, Dude, I know everything, and, like, it's just fun to forget that I know everything. So I'm just going to express myself into as many fractals as possible. I'm going to defractalize myself as many times as I possibly can through space and time and whatever else we couldn't even start to fathom to understand and I'm just going to forget that I know everything. So basically, creator like, you know, disperses itself into an infinite number of fractals containing the whole. So each little tiny fractal contains the entire whole of creation. But then these little fractals forget that they're all of creation, but then they start to remember. And as we, being these fractals, start to remember that we are the creator of creation, that is literally the spark of God. That is the spark of creator because that is cre- that's the paradox of creation. Creation knowing everything, so breaking itself down for the fun of forgetting that it knows everything just to strip that fractal to remember that it knows everything. It's like, it's beautiful. It's such a beautiful paradox. So this experience was, um, to, to, to say the least, um, activating and, and, you know, really... It, it showed it showed many people that were present there that 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 you can be do and have anything that you want um, and I'm not just talking about physical you know I want 10 million dollars or you know I want a beautiful house uh, in the mountains overlooking the beach uh, you know although you are meant to have those things absolutely if if you have the desire you're meant to create it i'm not saying those things are bad but i'm saying that's not the end all say all right it's like that's not the end all there there is no end all and 
You can create heaven on earth is what I'm getting to. Is You literally have the power to visualize this eternal cosmic energy just, just swallowing earth in its light. I mean, you know, there's, I, I, words just don't do it justice. And, and, I, and I am sorry for ranting, but the, the passion that was expressed and, and it's, that surprisingly it's, you know, it stayed. It's like, it wasn't just like, it wasn't just like a dream and then, and then it went away and then you kind of go back to waking life and you're like, oh, well then I'm just going to go get a cheeseburger again. It's like, no, like I'm really going to take this back with me and, um, question myself and see what what is it that serves me what is it in my thought patterns in my in in my thinking and my actions that serves me and what is it in my thinking my actions and my neural nets that doesn't serve me and really what can i do to not only aid and align myself but what can i do to aid and align all of humanity and the answer is Heal yourself first. Start with healing yourself first. As you heal yourself, you heal the planet. And, you know, the geometry aligns. The, the, the sacredness, as you said, you know, what makes it sacred is it's... it's yeah, it, however you said that was, was perfect. It's like, like what, makes, what makes it sacred? You know, like what makes... It's like, it's this, it's this feeling, it's this divinity, it's this just, it's everywhere, all times, all places, and it's this geometry that's in everything, and it's just perfect, and it's just love, I mean, it's just pure, unconditional love at its core, and that's just... Oh, I just had speechless. So that was so that was my two cents. That was more like four cents. But <laughs> you know, we, we, I just wanted to validate through through you know personal experience that you know we absolutely do live in the projection of the mind when you um, realign certain uh, energy structures in the human body, and when you tap into certain untapped parts of the brain and the DNA. Some call it junk DNA or this dormant DNA. It's actually the exact opposite. It's not junk. It literally contains the information of the cosmos when you tap into it. You project a completely different reality. I mean, literally, you're not on Earth. You know, you literally project cause... You literally project space. I mean, you... That is just proof that that everything that you experience is a projection of the mind. Mm -hmm. So just focus on love, focus on gratitude. Every drop of water be grateful for. Every single drop. Every unit of food be grateful for. Roof over your head, everything. Please, Bruce, go on. <laughs> well, you said a lot there. Um, I think I think what what you you touched on really kind of reminded me of of uh, you know the profundity of our our essence, and that is that our our awareness, and I, and I think you you share this in a number of ways, is is beyond the form. It really is uh, because we can be aware of the projections of our mind. We can be aware of. The um, the mind's attempt to try to you know make uh, a reality out of um, what really is empty space and that and modern physics corroborates this is that that uh, if you if you look at the the distance between galaxies uh, it's it's immense I mean it's just unfathomable oh really but but Truly. but it's mostly in terms of matter anyway yes. not, maybe not so much energy but in terms of matter. Um, a whole lot of nothing going on. <laughs> yeah, seriously, <laughs> to, to paraphrase <laughs> Jerry Lee Lewis, yeah. it, it's it's you know, it's really a whole lot of empty space. You know, it's it's and if you look at the statistics and you can Google it, I forget what the exact number is, but it's like ninety nine point nine nine with a bunch of zeros, 
you know, a bunch of nines before you start getting another digit in there other than a nine, right. uh, empty space. And that's just true also of the microscopic realm, too. If you zoom back the other direction instead of a telescope, you use a microscope and, and you get to the same conclusion that it's this basically a lot of emptiness uh, right. That basically, it's just it's fabricated. So, so the the and that and that's why I think what I think a lot of the the mystical teachings, both Eastern and Western. You know, there's people like Nisargadatta and Sri Ramana Maharshi and and other other great sages of the the Eastern uh, you know realm, if you will, that have uh, talked about you know the, the nothingness of egos projection. But it's I and, and since you mentioned, <laughs> I'm going to do a slight digression here. Since you mentioned, please, you know, please. the idea of that your mind can do anything, and you can have a, you know, a house on a hill overlooking the ocean. Well, I just two weeks ago moved to a, exactly that, <laughs> and it's a nice little place, and yes. my wife and I are really enjoying it. Yes. But that's again, when, once you once you do those things, you realize, well, okay, okay, so and and we're enjoying it. So I, you know, don't. We feel very grateful that, that that we have this situation, but but at the same time, you can kind of see how the mind, particularly the ego mind, anyway, um, likes to make a big deal out of specifics. Yes, but oh, it's not it's not the specific so. that makes us happy. It's it's the the um, willingness to listen to a different teacher, if you will, to to listen to a different voice that is inclusive, that uh, relates to shared interest, that relates to forgiving ourselves, if you will, for for when we uh, make stuff up and invest, you know, a special uh, significance to something that's really a whole lot of nothing. But, <laughs> right. but just to tie back into the ocean metaphor, you know, the self, yes. the little s self that we think we are. Is is kind of like a, a a microscopic, almost a homeopathic <laughs> amount, if you will, yes. of uh, of a you know water molecule, yes. uh, or even even just the essence of that, because it's not even big enough to be a molecule. But that's that's the the persona and the body that we've identified with relative to cosmic proportions is is essentially nothing. So true. But the oceanic. A self, the capital S self that we all share, I think is what we are drawn to, and we're, we're you know inspired, and and all of humanity's poetry and literature and music and art and and dance and and you know tremendous outpourings of of inspiration really is all at its core leading us back to that awareness that we never left that's yes. this ocean of of, of interconnectedness oh. that is is really what we're all longing for and i think that's we get glimpses of it when we yes. get the heck out of the way in terms of trying to do it on our own and allow i, I like to call it our inner kindness teacher i, I allow oh, that, I that, that that guidance that we all have that says if i'm willing to suspend my individual um, you know, I've got it figured out, John Wayne kind of mind- mindset. <laughs> <laughs> I can do it myself. You know? <laughs> I, I've got it all figured out. Because we don't. As individually, we don't. So I mean, true. and, and uh, the, the lesson of Y2K, if you remember that, a few years back. Oh, yes. Uh, when everybody was scrambling to, to change their, their software to, to have four-digit years, which, of course, immediately everybody went back to two years, but <laughs> that's another story. <laughs> yes. But but the idea – one of the things that during that, that, that era for you know a year or so before that when – when I, I worked on a company that made software at the time that was then was and they were scrambling to, to you know fix all, remediate all those kind of issues right, um, right. one of the things that that um, I came across that I thought was really good it was it was like looking at an everyday pencil you know a little you know common yellow pencil and that's got an eraser on one end and the lead on the other and and uh, maybe a little metal band that holds the eraser on and you think about all the technology and the cooperation that had to go together just to make something as simple as a pencil, let alone uh, an iPhone or, or, a, or, a, or a, you know, a laptop or, or, you know, or, you know, some of the other things that we just kind of take for granted now. Right. But if you think in terms of just something as simple as a pencil, there have probably been hundreds, if not thousands or tens of thousands of people that directly or indirectly put together 
the infrastructure that made pencils possible. Yes, you know the the Absolutely. paint that came for the 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 metal band and a different kind of paint or you know, shellac or whatever right. for you know, for the, uh, the the pencil itself. And then you've got the eraser and you've got the lead and then the the, the milling of the wood and the putting the graphite and you know or whatever you know and all all that stuff just to make a pencil. Isn't that fascinating? And and, and then the delivery mechanisms, you know, then distribution and, and all that and then marketing and then you know so you think in terms of all the stuff that goes together wow. just to do the simplest thing and yes. all of those require this global community yes. but so it's, I think we can look at those kind of metaphors and realize you know that that if if we're willing to see that the the shared interests um and really what what it's at the heart of the shared interest is really wanting to wake up from the dream of separation and, yes. and go home together, you know, <laughs> like, like Ram Dass says, you know, we're all just holding each other's hand, walking each other home, you know, and I think that's really a very helpful metaphor. And, and, uh, it truly and is. so it, it admonishes us to be kind, you know, when we catch ourselves being snippety or, 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 you know, upset with, um, things that we catch on the news or, yes. or whatever. It's like, well, okay, what if, what if everything that we experience can be distilled into two things which are ultimately the same, mm. and that is either an expression of love and kindness or a calling out for that. Yes, or the contrast, which therefore yeah, yeah. only brings – is only a, a basically a beacon of light to let you know, hey, you're in the wrong direction, turn this way. You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, funny you should mention beacon of light because – Having just moved to the Oregon coast, yes, uh, our neighbors said, "Hey, the, what, there's a once a year tour in about two hours. We're going to go drive a few miles down the road to a, a lighthouse that's having an open house today." Oh, look at that! <laughs> How's once that for timing? The perfect synchronicity, divine yeah, synchronicity yeah. of the universe. So, and the lighthouse is a great symbol. It's actually used is, by Foundation for a Course in Miracles as as their yes. their. Uh, publication yes um, lighthouse publications yes well it's 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 basically the name of their their the bulletin that they've put out in physical form now they're they're shifting to more electronic delivery and, and webinars and and streaming video kind of thing but it's it's I love that. the metaphor that's i think is kind of cool behind it is like well the light doesn't change it doesn't go anywhere right right but but it basically just is kind of like our our inner kindness teachers like that oh, yeah. that awareness that never takes a vacation it never it never leaves us but we can we can block it right you know we right. can put clouds in the way we can and and you know all kinds of barriers yes we can but that awareness is always there yes. that awareness that's infinitely kind infinitely patient infinitely mm -hmm. gentle uh, is always there waiting for us to remember it and so, and then we remember it by practicing it and putting it into, into ap practical application in yes. our everyday lives yes by remembering to not get upset, uh, or, just, or, or when we notice whether we're getting upset with someone or something, realizing that that again is our projection. That's a part of our mind that we haven't incorporated as part of ourself. And to the degree that we have a we-they mindset, we're basically using sacred geometry, if you will, against ourselves. We're we're yes. saying that I, I choose to not see the interconnectedness. Exactly. 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 I'm choosing to see uh, a polarization. Where in truth, there's only there's only the appearance of that. There's only an yes. illusion of differences. Yes. yes. But but the that emptiness of space that we were talking about, both on a microscopic and a macroscopic level, is a reminder that that the particles that we think make up the universe really are are mental concepts. Yes. And I, I tying into our, our conversation the previous time with, with Plato is that they're symbols. We're the, the we've got everything backwards. The the metaphors and the symbols that we think are esoteric concepts. Well the the physical universe really is a metaphor for a condition in the mind that uh, like Einstein said, you know, it's an optical delusion of consciousness. Yes. And that's that's yes. what we really have made up the universe with. Oh, it's and so that's true. and that's why the folks um, in Copenhagen, when they had this, uh, what's, what became known as the Copenhagen interpretation, right. when they discovered the wave-particle duality, really was a, it was a, a reminder that mind can't be ignored. Yes. Um, yes. They basically kind of looked at each other and said, "Well, 
gee, you know, if, if mind is primary and you can't take mind out of the equation in, in physics, then that changes everything, doesn't it? Does that mean, Seriously, that, right. that means that, that our mind <laughs> yes. is no longer can be, you know, discounted when it comes right. to science. Right, right. Um, yeah. It's amazing, Bruce. No, you know, with the minute that we have left of the show. That's it? I did. I know, right? It's great. It, <laughs> it just, goes by so fast. It goes by so fast. We just have, you know, time stops, you know, when we, uh, when, when we do this. We have just such a, such a blast with each other. Yeah, it's just so much exactly. fun. But, but with the minute that we do have, I, I, did, I did want to, uh, in, in honor of interconnectedness, I did want to read this quote. Um, by uh, Terence McKenna. He says, uh, I am old, older than thought in your species, which is itself 50 times older than your history. Though I have been on Earth for ages, I am from the stars. My home is no one planet, for many worlds scattered through the shining disk of the galaxy have conditions which allow my spores an opportunity for life. The mushroom, referring to the human body, which you see is the part of my body given to sex thrills and sunbathing. My true body is a fine network of fibers growing through the soil. These networks may cover acres and may have far more connections than the number in a human brain. In honor of interconnection. Bruce, I love you with all of my heart. You are just one of the most amazing people I have ever had the pleasure of knowing and having in my life and uh, likewise and tremendous gratitude to you David and uh, to all your listeners thank so. you thank you so much and listeners make sure to check out geometrycode.com um, if you can pick up a copy of uh, the geometry code universal symbolic mirrors uh, of natural laws within us friendly reminders of inclusion to forgive the dreamer of separation Still, to this day, my favorite book title. All the unconditional love, light, happiness, abundance, excitement, joy, and laughter from our hearts to yours. And um, I love you guys very much. We will see you next Sunday. And love you, Bruce. Keep your alignment with Source and imagine the geometry flowing to you and through you in a sacred pattern. Love you guys. See you next Sunday. Bye-bye.